4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Meet Anna Delvey. You may think she's an audacious entrepreneur or a complete con artist, but there's one thing about Anna you're never sure about. Who is she? Created and produced by Shonda Rhimes, Inventing Anna is about the legendary German heiress and media sensation Anna Delvey, who steals the hearts of the New York social scene, along with a lot of their cash. Don't miss the new limited Netflix series inspired by the incredible true story of Anna Delvey. Watch Inventing Anna, February 11th, only on Netflix.
6: This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities. Creating a world powered by healthy digital systems, alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel. The heart of progress.
7: Becoming a magician takes thousands of hours, right, Ashley?
6: Oh, I'm not a magician. I'm a design specialist at the Container Store.
7: But you transform closets and pantries.
6: Well, I turn your most frustrating spaces into ones you love.
7: With a magic wand?
6: Uh, with Alpha, our customizable, adjustable, and affordable shelving and drawer system.
7: The amazing Ashley, making daily frustration disappear.
6: (laughs) Just doing my job. Hurry,
7: you only have until February 13th to save 20% when you purchase $500 in Alpha.
6: Get started with your free design at the
7: Container Store today.
6: Thanks for listening to the H.E.R.D. podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching H.E.R.D.
7: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
8: What up? Welcome in. This is the H.E.R.D. Wherever you may be and however you may be making it part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Colin Cowherd. And uh, we have football games this weekend. That's right. College football week zero should be awesome. I'll give you my picks on those games upcoming this hour feels so weird to have football back. Plus, Jeff Schwartz will join us. The Schwartz will be with us. Uh, We'll ask him about one of his former, actually two of his former teams. The New York Football Giants, the Carolina Panthers, two teams that do exist even if they're not often discussed. Uh, Let's start with this, though. News of the day in the NFL. Jameis Winston is your starting quarterback with the New Orleans Saints. And I, I think it's important to point out moments like this so that we can kind of go about our day and just get back to being sports fans. You know, when I was, um, I have my own show. It's called the Doug Gottlieb show on many of these Fox sports radio stations. It follows this show. It does. And one of the things I said at the time, um, you know, there was, uh, there, there have been discussions about, well, why did the bears pass on Deshaun Watson? Well, I, Happen to know people in the Bears organization and I, I know their logic behind it. And in hindsight, was it a mistake? Like, yeah, okay, mistake. But they they did think he was gonna tear his ACL again. That's what their medical said. And they, they didn't like some of his decision making, especially in the red zone. That was their that was their thing. They went and saw him in person. And instead they drafted Mitch Trubisky, and no one would argue that Trubisky has been, even with the injuries to Deshaun Watson, n- nobody's gonna argue with the idea that Sean Watson is incredible talent in comparison to Mitch Trubisky who is now a backup in Buffalo. All that being said, there were, there have, there have been people who will say that race played some sort of factor in it. Right. We have this thing that we're trying to do in our country, eradicate racism, which is great. I would tell you that it's my belief and maybe it's a, Maybe it's the sunny side. Maybe it's the fact that I'm an optimist. I kind of feel like racism doesn't really exist in, in, in sports. And, and it makes people look even more foolish when you don't make the phone call to ask why a decision was made. I thought Jalen Rose stepped in it when he said, you know, Kevin love, you know, he's basically the token white guy. Like, like, Okay, did you call Jerry Colangelo? Did you call anybody with USA Basketball? Do you know how USA Basketball works? They clearly needed big guys. There aren't that many to choose from who are American-born. There are less to choose from who wanted to go, and even fewer to choose from who had international basketball experience. And Jerry Colangelo's told the story, like, we needed a big. We didn't think he'd be in shape. He called us. He wanted a shot. We took a look. He wasn't good enough shape. And we moved on, but we had played for us before. Like since he's 14 years old, he's played USA basketball. So sweat equity has something to do with it. Nothing to do, zero to do with USA basketball, not one in all black basketball team. We've had all black basketball teams. So let me point out another moment. We all know the Jameis Winston story at, at Florida State. And I feel like I might be the only one who's like i've i've heard I've heard Marcellus Wiley talk about dude walked in to get crab legs and walked out knowing that he wasn't going to get charged for those crab legs. The, everyone knows a place if you're a football or a basketball player where if you want you can get free stuff if you want you can get free stuff. It did feel like it's a place where he had been told Hey, you can get what you want. Just not everybody was in on. Exactly whoever told him this was the the deal it's still not a good look and yelling out expletives and things not and memes not a good look and if you want to bring up the incident with the young woman he was alleged to have uh to have done something which the he wasn't even tried in a court of law he wasn't found guilty in a Title IX investigation of violating her rights so if you're not found guilty you are in fact innocent and it never actually went to trial we're holding that against him even though i I don't know what we have to hold against him still his decision making has been bad can't do what she did in arizona and got himself suspended his decision making on the football field has been bad i'm I'm not going to defend any of that any of that nonsense none of it but but Can we point out the fact that he went into New Orleans, sat for a year, and now he's going to get the keys to an offense which is designed by one of the offensive savants in the history of the NFL. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he beat out a white quarterback who was under contract who had previously started for them last year at quarterback when Jameis did not. And he beat him out fair and square. Do you know why? Because in the words of the great American philosopher Tony Romo football, is a meritocracy. Whoever gives your team the greatest chance to win and people will lead and and, and will lead you as a quarterback. That's generally what it takes. You know, there's a leadership component. Of course, there's a decision-making component. There's also a skill component and a football IQ component. So I, I, I just point out to you that While you're told by some people that football operates in some arcane philosophy of, hey, you got to be really careful with like, that's not accurate. Football people like being football people. You know the best way to be a football people the rest of your life? Win games. Win a Super Bowl. You do that, you get to stay. You don't have to move your family. You don't have to find a new job. You probably get more money and you get a bonus. So why would you let race decide who you want to play the most important position in sports? You wouldn't. You just try and get the best guy and you're not always going to make the right selection. And what's interesting about Jameis coming out of Tampa is we've actually seen this before from Doug Williams later in his career. Vinny Testaverde was awful with the Buccaneers. Vinny Testaverde was the number one overall pick was ter- 35 interceptions his first full year as a starter led the league in picks two years in a row. And then later on in life, had an unbelievable run with the New York Jets. We've seen this before with with Steve Young. Steve Young started for them. Steve Young was the first round pick. Number 12 pick of the draft, I believe. Maybe number 11. He flamed out, went to the USFL, came back as a backup with the San Francisco 49ers, and eventually replaced Joe Montana and won a Super Bowl. We've seen this before, and guys do get better. You know, it's interesting. Kurt Warner was a guy, the opposite in terms of not selected, playing in F.O.L. Europe, famously stock stocking shelves, gets an opportunity only because of injury, wins the MVP, wins the Super Bowl, goes to another Super Bowl, uh, but then fell out of favor in St. Louis, was injured and eventually replaced by Eli Manning in New York, and he was a backup in Arizona. So we've seen guys fall from being the MVP of the league being a backup and then making it back, taking the Cardinals to a Super Bowl.
4: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
8: wherever you get your podcasts. We've seen superstar draft picks. The Vinny Testaverde played in a national championship game, drafted by Tampa, flames out, eventually rebuilds his career. It's there for Jameis. It's there for Jameis. But it's not there for Jameis for any other reason than he's got a high football IQ. He can really throw a football. Guys generally like him and he's a leader and he seems to have a pretty good handle on having a good time. He can make plays. The, The narrative that you have pounded in your head by some is so far from the truth. Football people like being football people. And the best way to be a football person is to get an organization and win games. And when you win games, everybody's happy. Everybody gets paid. Jameis is breaking that narrative and, and maybe becomes yet another Tampa Buccaneer quarterback to prove valuable outside of Tampa. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl after leaving Tampa. Coming up next, Jeff Schwartz joins the show. Um, Giants might or might not have Saquon. Nobody knows how good Daniel Jones is. This feels like a year in which how long are they going to be rebuilding before we expect them to win? Who's the real favorite in the NFC East? We'll ask Jeff Schwartz. He joins us next in The Herd.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Meet Anna Delvey. She inspires loyalty in some, contempt in others, and obsession in everyone she meets. Anna is an audacious entrepreneur, or maybe she's a complete con artist. But there's one thing about Anna you're never sure about. Who is she? Introducing Inventing Anna, a new limited series on Netflix. It's the story of the legendary German heiress and social media sensation, Anna Delvey, who steals the heart of the New York social scene, along with a lot of their cash. But is Anna Delvey a brilliant businesswoman or a total fake? One journalist is determined to find out the truth. Inventing Anna, created and produced by Shonda Rhimes, featuring Julia Garner as the mysterious Anna Delvey and Anna Klumsky as Vivian, the reporter tracking down Anna's true identity. Watch Inventing Anna, February 11th, only on Netflix.
0: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder... And our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree.
8: a uh, brother, obviously, stud in the National Football League coming back from, from injury. You can hear Jeff Schwartz on the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast or on Fox Sports Radio or on foxsports.com making picks. Maybe we'll ask him some of his uh, college football picks. As week zero is upon us. My picks are upcoming. You know what we'll do? Let's do this. Um, let's uh, let's get to Ryan Music with the news.
3: No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
9: This is the Herdline News. All right, Doug, got a few stories here for you. Let's go with the NFL, starting off with former number one overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. A player who's obviously shown tons of talent over the years has had trouble staying healthy. They've had uh, people question his work ethic and just how often he may be playing his with 100% effort the entire time. Well, he's now gone from the Texans to the Titans. This will be his first year with the Browns. He was talking about some of the uh, matchups that he may be facing now that he's going to be moved into a different position with the Browns and also playing alongside the likes of Miles Garrett and potentially playing a little bit of the interior offensive line at times. He said... We love that matchup. We feel like going up against guards, they're unathletic guides. That guard position, they're not real athletes down there. So they're just physical and maulers. So when we try and get down there and create those matchups for certain guys, hopefully we'll be getting some wins. So you have uh, Jadavian Clowney specifically calling out guards on the offensive line.
8: Look, he, he's not wrong. Um, I, I don't think all guards are... Not great athletes, but yes, there is a level of athleticism that it takes to play tackle that it doesn't take to play guard. That said, they are maulers. They get their hands on you and they're going to smash you. Um, I'm not really sure what the win is for Jadeveon Clowney. I guess he's saying, hey, look, you know, I move inside and now I get a guy who's less athletic than me. Clowney's been an athletic freak his entire career he's been up and down his entire career. He completely misjudged the market last year. That's why he ended up waiting and taking a deal with Tennessee and only playing half the year. Right. So I, I he's not wrong, but he's also wrong in terms of what it takes to be a great football player. It's not always pure athleticism.
9: Yeah, I think with Clowney, I mean, it's interesting because I feel like he was almost destined to never totally live up to like the expectations of... That hit that he had in the bowl game, and then when he ran, I don't remember, he ran a ridiculous 40-yard dash, and it was just like, this guy's a physical freak, he's going to be like the greatest thing ever. And he's one of those players where it's the We get fixated on stats and sacks a lot of times with defensive linemen, and he's one of those really impactful players that doesn't always have the sack numbers to back it up, but he's still a really effective player most of the time, although there have been questions if he really, truly plays hard always. So it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do in Cleveland, because they have a very good defensive line. Um, and Another update here, Doug with Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer. So he hasn't played since late June was his last start with the Dodgers. He's been dealing with a couple of the different um, potential domestic violence, sexual assault issues from a legal standpoint, although there have been no criminal charges yet. But today's news is he had his paid administrative leave extended again. And this time it goes through September 3rd. Now, why is that important? Well, specifically due to the postseason roster rules in Major League Baseball, he needed to return to action to be on the active roster by August 31st in order to be eligible for the playoffs. So this is essentially ending... We could assume, technically, I guess he could rep- return for a portion of the end of the season. But basically, this latest extension removes him from being on the postseason roster for the Dodgers this year.
8: This is not a hot take, okay? This is a reality take. I severely doubt Trevor Bauer ever plays Major League Baseball again, even if he's not criminally charged. You know, you, you look at some of these, the text messages, of, and you can say, hey, like, there's just a limit there. How do you put a guy in the mound who is admitted to punching a woman in the face while she was unconscious? How do you, how do, you do that? Uh, how, do you, how do you do that? I don't think you do. And I think that's what the, that's what baseball is slowly doing as legally and smartly as possible. Like you point out like, oh no, he can get back September 3rd. Like, yeah, didn't he need to come back August 31st? I, I we, we weren't looking at that timeline. Of course they were they know exactly what they're doing he
9: ain't playing for the Dodgers again I think there's a better chance
8: than that he never plays baseball again.
9: we're gonna wrap it up with this Doug one of the biggest stars in the world has had a wild 24 to 48 hours here Cristiano Ronaldo his status with uh, Juventus was very much tenuous and he had made it clear that he didn't really want to be playing for the Italian Club much longer and it was announced at one point that he was very close to landing with Manchester City, but now it's official—he is going back to Manchester United. Wow! Yeah, it was—it uh, was basically almost reported as a done deal that he was going to Man City, and at the last minute they pulled out of the deal, and Man United went right in. So Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Man United. Um.
8: Now, but he's like in his mid-30s. Is he still like an elite? And it's 30 million, you know, for one year. Is he still an elite level guy?
9: Uh, I will not profess to be a soccer expert, but in some of the research that I've done, um, I would equate it to LeBron James in the sense that you can argue over whether or not he's still like the best in the world, but there is no doubting that he's still a very effective player. Fair enough. That's Ryan Music with the News.
7: Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News.
8: Jeff Schwartz is a former offensive lineman. He works for foxsports.com and of course you can uh, hear the Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You podcast. He joins us in The Herd on Fox Sports Radio in a moment. Like look, there's lots of interesting teams in the NFL. Hey, lots of interesting teams in the NFL. Maybe none as interesting and as little discussed nationally as the Giants. Right, they have gone through a massive rebuild, a reorg, if you will, and you know Dave Gettleman, you know, continues to insist he would have take he'd still still take Saquon Barkley when he drafted Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley still not, uh, not playing in the preseason. Might not play in week one of the season. You know Daniel Jones was a draft pick that was felt like a bit of a reach, and then he played very well in the preseason, but it was preseason. He's had a turnover-marred run uh, as a starting quarterback previously. So we bring in Jeff Schwartz. He joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff, what, what are your expectations for the Giants? It feels like Cowboys, Washington football team, maybe even Eagles get discussed more nationally. What about the Giants?
10: Well, I think a lot of people are just out on Daniel Jones until we've seen it different. Right? I mean, that's part of this, this equation. When you look at the NFC East and you say – where do you rank the quarterbacks? If Dak is healthy. He's by far the better quarterback. I have my reservations about fits as far as just, you know, can he be good fits? I know we, you know, we, we always talk about fits magic. What about just regular fits? Um, you know, we, we don't really know what, what that's going to be, but they're a very talented defense, especially have some pieces of offense that are good. And then, you know, the Eagles are kind of a wreck. So, I mean, the Giants are kind of probably third division, I'd imagine.
8: Okay. But, but, I mean, like, are they good or they not? Make, where they are in the division, you know. I mean, it was a bad last year. Was a terrible division. If they're third in a terrible division, but the division's pretty good this year, and they're third in division,
10: that's different, right? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think that that I just I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be the guy. Like that's part of my concern. Is like you have Joe Judge who everyone loves up there, but I have my reservations about. You know the way he's handled things so far. The offensive line is still a work in progress. Defensively, they could be good, but it comes down to Jones. Can he stop turning the ball over? Um, all right, let, let's let's get to it. What are you doing? Um, I'm at the, I, I messed up the time today. I don't ever do that, but I, I thought it was on your show today, not on the herd. So I'm I'm, I'm on though. I'm here.
8: No, no, no. But what are you actually physically doing? Am I, my, yeah, I, have, I do this for a living. I, my ears are really, really good. I'm interested in it. feels like a cassette tape is being put into something in the background.
10: No, I was just, I was just signing some paperwork. I'm doing something to sign over papers or something. But I, I'm, I'm actually done now, so we're good. All
8: right. And I saw your, I think your daughter, first day of kindergarten today? Or was that yesterday?
10: Yes. Yeah, it was a big day. Yeah. She, she, she's so excited to ride the bus with her brother.
8: Oh, riding the bus is a big thing. Big, big, big thing. Uh, do you think is she kindergarten is more front of the bus, right? Whereas once you're once you're like third and fourth grade, now you're going back of the bus.
10: Yeah, so they, they take the bus home, and it's the JCC like after school program. So it's a smaller bus. I'm not sure there's a front or back, but um, she just demanded that she's next to her brother.
8: Wait, you have him in an after school program, and you don't really work? I don't understand this. <laughs>
10: So, I—I um, I mean, I do do some work, uh, believe it or not. But uh, no, that all our friends go to it, and it just gives us an option, especially if I'm out of town, for my wife to to pick him up after work.
8: All right, fair, fair, fair enough. Jeff Jeff Schwartz doing that, doing the doing the daddy daycare thing. Let somebody else do the daycare. I'll do the daddy thing. Um, okay, another former team, Carolina Panthers. Is Sam Darnold that much of an upgrade? <sighs>
10: I know they hope he is, but I, I I did my podcast the other day and we talked about the NFC South and their team. I don't really I don't really know. I mean, look, defensively, I think they're going to be good, right? They drafted seven guys on defense last year. Jeremy Chin had a great rookie season. They can rush the passer a little bit, but I mean, even so here's the here's the thing about about quarterbacks, right? Is we saw what happened with Josh Allen last year. He went from from pretty bad to really good. We kind of get um, you know enamored with like that's how it works, and it normally doesn't work that way, right? If you're pretty bad. You kind of become average, and, you know, in that first year, you you're not bad anymore, right? And then the next year, you, you take a jump. So to your point, if Darnold is just average this year, the Panthers are going to be average. Like that's kind of what their team is. They're not as talented as other teams. They have issues at, at left tackle right now. Um, you know, McCaffrey's off an injury. Like so, they're, they're going to be uh, eight or nine wins if Darnold's good. If he's bad, they're going to be drafting a quarterback next year. It's, it's really that simple. And the question is obviously with, with with Darnold is if he gets away from Gase, like we saw with. Ryan Tannehill, will he be that good? But the numbers and the history just aren't with him. There have not been quarterbacks who've started as poorly as him, outside of Josh Allen, maybe Alex Smith, who became kind of an upper echelon quarterback in the NFL. It's hard to win games with a team that's not as talented as, let's say, the Buffalo Bills or whatever else if, if you're just an average quarterback.
8: um, Yeah. I mean, I, I actually... I mean, like, look, Jameis had some success, uh, but eventually they got rid of him in Tampa. We've seen other Tampa Bay quarterbacks. We've seen other Adam Gase quarterbacks. We've seen guys resurrect their careers, but, but you're right. But he also, he didn't have guys to work with. Here's the big question, okay, because, I mean, how many people do you know in a fantasy draft that are asking you this question? Chris McCaffrey, last year he was hurt. Year before, over 100 catches, arguably the most dynamic back in the league. What, how will he be used in this offense?
10: I think there's a lot of options for him. You know we, know, we know Joe Brady. If you recall back now to Joe Burrow, a lot of empty formations. I think they're going to use that again this year because he's such a mismatch. If you go empty, who who's on him? You put a linebacker on him, like you can you can isolate formations and isolate um, personnel when you go to those you know go to those formations. I just think there's a lot of ways to use him in in that offense, and we know he had a lot of catches obviously uh, a couple of years ago. I, I would expect a lot from him. obviously coming off an injury and you know, might start slow, but I think they find unique ways to use him because you want to help out Darnold. That's a great way to help him out. Throw it short, let McCaffrey do a lot of the work. I would expect him to have a big year. Um, are you, are you going to draft him in your fantasy draft? I'm not. I'm playing fantasy, but I'm not like, I do too much gambling. I don't have time to fantasy. Why not? I just don't care enough, honestly. Well, you don't care enough, that's
8: fine. You just, you just, you just a gambling fiend. That's fine. You don't like. You don't. Just. I don't care enough to to do fantasy. But uh, it's when your son gets a little older. I think that's the best part about it is is having a fantasy team. Either being in the same league with your son and playing against your son, or being having sharing a team with your son. I think it's pretty cool well, way to do it.
10: I'm I'm definitely not gambling with him. So that's a better option.
8: Why not? I mean, you got to teach him these things. These are things he needs to learn. <laughs>
10: <laughs> <Just> right. <laughs> these are, these, first, these are things. First, I want to watch a full game with me, then we'll go. From the,
8: there. The, these are things he needs to learn. I, I hear you on the full game thing. Now, I ever tell you this? This is a Doug Gottlieb in for calling. This is the hurt. My son, he, he's playing tackle this year, and and he was at camp, so he came back a little late. He's struggling for to get run. He played a ton when they played tackle two years ago, but his first year of playing um, flag football, he was like five, and his first game. Like he got the ball. I think he scored a touchdown, uh, but it was, like, oh, it was like, it was like almost rugby style. The guys who were coaching the team were like rugby guys. They didn't know what they were doing. Plus they're only five. So he gets in the car and he's crying. I was like, what's the matter, dude? You guys won? You got the ball? There were no spectacular plays. I was like, what? <laughs> There's no spectacular plays. Oh, okay. This football supposed to I was like, bro, you've only watched football on YouTube. Like, that's yes. not football. Football's three hours in a cloud of dust. And then every once in a while, there's. that's why it's a spectacular play. They're, because they live on YouTube, that's really their only, you know, understanding of, of the sport, of sports in general.
10: It, it, it is. I mean, like, that's, and, and my son loves watching YouTube. We watch highlights of games on YouTube, and yeah, I mean, to get him to sit and watch a full game, it's funny because he loves going to baseball games, but... That's, I think, more because he likes to eat everything that, that he, can, yes. he can shove in his face in baseball games. He, but he, he likes going to football games. I take him to uh, a Panthers game. He stayed the whole game. An Oregon game. Like he loves the games and just getting him to sit. You know, tomorrow the Bruins are playing at three thirty Eastern. Like I told him, like, hey, UCLA's playing. Um, that we are going to, uh, you know, we're going to uh, to watch that game.
8: Hey, You're fired up at UCLA, Hawaii at the Rose Bowl tomorrow. So it's a big
10: game. I'm fired up the football's back, like, for real, yes.
8: That's that's really what it's about, right? Like, football, real, yeah. like, tomorrow, real football, games that count with fans in the stands on television. How does yes. it get? How does it get? And, like, having Brett Bielema over on one sideline, that just feels like Big Ten football. Like, yeah, Brett Bielema, he's going to go crush some ribs after this game, too. Crush some wings oh, yes. after this
10: agreed. game. Agreed, agreed. Definitely. Cannot wait.
8: Can't, can't, cannot wait. Jeff Schwartz joining us. Um, okay, what do you think of Jameis in new orleans
10: i I like it because look if you look at his career so far um obviously the the 30 interception year was not like any year he's had i think the highest he had before that was 18 and i think that you can get him in this offense with a great offensive line with sean Payne who wants the ball quickly precisely on time i think he could be doing this offense is he drew Brees? is he going to super bowl there i don't think so but i think we've doubted him too much because of one bad season he's got to stop fumbling the ball as well that's the issue he had but He's not going to get hit. This is the best offensive line in of football. He's not He's not getting hit. Best offensive line in of football. Um, okay. Yes.
8: Okay. What about the Cowboys? They have a reputation. Their line has a great reputation. Is it really still all that good?
10: If they're healthy, yes. But health is obviously a concern, especially in left tackle. Center, you know, young. And left guard just hasn't kind of panned out yet. But they have the pieces there.
8: Um. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said not Super Bowl or bust, but Super Bowl or disappointment. Are they better this year?
10: They're better because their defensive coordinator is much improved, and the defensive schemes they're running this year are kind of what we're seeing in the NFL, a little this two-high quarters hybrid stuff. I actually really love their chances to be better on defense.
8: Hmm. Um, okay. Do you think the Niners should turn it over to Trey Lance or stick with
10: Garoppolo? Oh, good question. I mean, Jimmy G's won a lot of games, but you you've traded away those old assets. You got to pay. You got to play Trey Lance sooner or later. Like I think mean, Fields should start right now. It's my is my thing with the Bears, but for um, you know, but for uh, for the Niners, I understand if they start with, with with Jimmy G, but I would not be surprised if that if that changes fast.
8: Do you think the Rams are that much better with Stafford as opposed to Jared Goff?
10: Yes, but I. Don't know if they're as good as people want them to be. like they're, they're better with staff, he's a better quarterback but I just I kind of don't buy this all the big hype they're getting.
8: okay, what about the chargers there is some charger hype Justin <laughs> Herbert did, did you know like you're an Oregon, you're an Oregon duck
10: did you yeah. know he was this good? I told everyone that I wanted to see him in a in a more uh, efficient style offense. Um, I thought his offense in college was very efficient. The passing game was pretty brutal to watch, and they didn't ask him to do very much. And all I said was, I want to see him in a a forward offense, like an offense where he is, like, he's the guy. Go be the guy. The Oregon, it was run the football, save us on third down. Here, it's like, he's the guy. So I always thought he could do this. I didn't think it happened this quickly. And obviously, it's been great to watch. And so, you know. They play in division with Pat Mahomes. I mean, you know, they're fighting for a wild card spot. And it's that simple. Um, I'm excited to see Staley in a, in a, you know, in a job he's a young coach, not very proven. If they can stay healthy, they have a lot of talent, but they don't win that division. Why aren't they winning that division? Because the Chiefs are going 15-2. and two. Uh, okay. Who's beating the Chiefs uh, this year with, with, a, with, a, with their offensive line
8: intact? In uh, okay, okay, well, uh, so their offensive line is that much better what what yeah. about their defense what about their ability to run the football like you know i mean i look i'm i'm with you the chiefs look amazing at times on paper but uh, last year was was not easy and some of it was some of it was injuries but i'd also point out that like if you actually look
4: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
8: get your podcasts. Personnel-wise, Chargers aren't far behind. Might even be better at many spots. Yeah. yeah.
10: But Man but and it home. was
8: three years ago, but they did win 12 games three years yeah. ago.
10: You have Pat Mahomes, who, is, who kind of makes that all right. And I really do. I think their offensive line with Creed Humphreys and Trey Smith is a huge addition at guard inside, big physical guys. Look, Chris Jones playing defense end this year is kind of unique. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if that works. But, look, they de- they've developed some talent at cornerback and safety. Uh, they have some young linebackers. So defense, I think, can run with tight ends, which has been their problem uh, for a long time on defense. Now, offensively, they're trying. They're going to throw more screens. They're going to run the football. And I think Pat Mahomes is really trying – to stay in the pocket, throw some quick passes, and just kind of get back to the, more of the staples of the West Coast offense. So again, like last year, I mean, they, they were up big in a lot of games. Just kind of got bored in the second half. I mean, if you if you recall, they were up they were up pretty big. No, they
8: they were they were, and even the you know. Um, but I mean, they opened Browns. They opened Ravens. Speaking of the Ravens, there's talk of Lamar Jackson, the league figuring him out. Do you
9: think
10: the league will figure him out? Uh, I, I, I oh I, I do not I do not expect him to be figured out uh, just because he is in the regular season unstoppable. Like he hasn't been stopped yet. He's not being awesome. figured out. So
3: this piece of paper
7: right, very Jeff, important. Jeff,
8: you gotta go sign these papers. It's very, very important. We appreciate you joining us. That was an all timer, right? That was an all timer. Do you guys see your sports multitasking there? He must be signing some really important documents. Like Look, he's in Carolina. It's two thirty-seven. It's not like the the bank is about to close, but it, the 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 guy in the background was like, These are, "This is very important." That one has never happened before. It wasn't. He didn't get pulled over. He wasn't in jail. But it was some sort of documents. He just put in a pool, so he's not buying a new house. You think he's refinancing? Is that what he's doing, Ryan? What do you think? You think there's a refinance? I, I could going on see. There?
9: I could see refi. Um... I mean, look, I don't know. I hope for Jeff, it's like, maybe it's some type of contract on like a new show or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he just got a raise and we yeah. didn't know it. That's why he couldn't, that's why he had to be a little cloak and dagger. Like, Hey, Jeff Schwartz, you know,
9: smarter than you podcast going to a television set on FS1. Maybe that's what Look, is. I have no idea. Um, But I, <laughs> I did hear that in the background. This is very important. So I thought that was, uh, that was quite funny. Uh, I got I, I got it. He didn't even go, I got to go. He just
8: knew we heard it. <laughs> and so he, he heard the words, very important. He's important. like, I got it. I'm out. <laughs> um, and, and for that reason, he did the Mark Cuban. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I love college football. There's one thing I want to see that'll make the sport even better. Tell you what it is. And my picks. Next!
7: And The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
3: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker
1: at firehouse subs a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders we make our subs differently because our subs can make a difference like our fan favorite turkey bacon ranch piled high with tender smoked turkey breast crispy bacon melted sharp cheddar cheese and drizzled with creamy peppercorn ranch and it's only at firehouse subs click the banner now to start your pickup or delivery order
2: Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat.
10: Visit NHTSA.gov
2: slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. If I could be you.
6: And you could be me. For just one hour.
2: If you could find a way.
6: To get inside.
8: Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a a mile mile in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some. That
3: feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at
8: belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
9: Walk a mile in
8: my shoes. Gottlieb in for Colin. This is The Herd. Um, Look, I I think this is going to be a fun weekend. I've always loved Week Zero in, the, in college football or even Labor Day weekend in college football, right, where there's no NFL really that you need to watch. And th- that's fantastic because it gives us a chance to catch up on college football. And you'll have some of these teams that didn't play last year, like physically didn't play or played in the spring, played in the spring. So I, I think um, um, I'll give you my picks in a second, but it should be a good weekend just to have football, people back in the stands, kind of awesome. Kind of awesome. Um, speaking of college football, you know, th- there's when when you have earlier this week, you had this alliance between the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. Pac-12 yesterday announced that they would not expand at this point in time. Today, the Big 12 basically said, "Hey, we're, we're looking for some new t- new schools." Um, I haven't spoken to anybody today, but when I did, I would I would think. I don't think SMU will get in. I I think TCU would block that. I'd like the idea of having the two schools in the Metroplex, but I don't see that happening. Houston, you want to be in that market. That, I believe, has to be a school. I think you probably need a Cincinnati. Gets you in the state of Ohio, which has players, and gives you a travel partner for West Virginia. I'm a proponent of BYU. They have their own network wildly popular. I'll tell you the other one that's not getting a lot of run, it's got a great national following, Air Force. And you can travel partner with with BYU as well. Uh personally, Colorado Springs is beautiful, ton of tradition. Um they they rate a little bit on national TV. There's a big following, it's an ac- outstanding academic institution. Air Force to me. I know there's there's talk of other schools. Those would be the ones that I would I would probably focus on, I mean, I know there's, there's some other options. People said Boise state. I love Boise. They take on Oklahoma state. I think week three in college football, Boise continues to be one of those great cities that you always want to go to. And most people don't go to, I can tell you it is as cool. It is as awesome as people tell you it is, but I, that's a, that's a bit of a reach for everything else about Boise state. I don't know. But what does need to happen, and I think the reason the Pac-12 linked arms with the Big Ten and the ACC is not just, hey, man, we want to hold on to our thing. We want to be a spot at the table. That's part of it. I I think most of these schools understand that we, we can't have the SEC making all the determinations for what the future of college football, college sports looks like, because then it'll become a very regional support. That doesn't work. In order for college football to break out of a little bit of doldrums with ratings, you need it to be a national sport. It's one of the reasons Michigan's actually big in New York City, a ton of alums in New York City, obviously Chicago. If Michigan could ever take that next step, ever beat Ohio State, that would, I think, do wonders for the Big Ten. Penn State being back to being elite would help as well. Both had difficult years last year with COVID and shutdowns and losing so many players. Notre Dame is somebody now. Now back in prominence, Notre Dame is a, ra- a ratings cash cow. So too is Texas, but they, they, you got to get the West Coast going. And and USC has got plenty working against it. Some things working for it. You just cannot be a regional sport and hope to survive along the lines of of college football with the money that they're expecting to generate. The ratings will follow if you have the entire country on some level engaged. But right now, like, once you get to the college football playoff, why would you care if you're in the western United States? Texas hasn't been involved. A&M could get there. Very talented this year, although, uh, freshman starting quarterback. I don't know. Let me get you my picks.
7: it's almost the end of the show but that doesn't mean we're phoning it in nope we grind to the very last segment it's time for best for last
8: Okay, here's what I'm going to do with the best for last is I'm going to give you five college football picks five college football picks and, uh, and, and get you on your way okay five college football picks do we have any Ryan do we have any college football music or any football music for picks or there you go there you go. All right. Uh, let me start with one which is kind of interesting. Right, before I get to the big games, UConn takes on Fresno State. And yes, stores is the Fresno of Connecticut. Now, Fresno State's coming off a, a year where, uh, well, excuse me, UConn's coming off a year where they didn't play. And remember, previous to not playing in 2021 or 2020, they were 3-21 and over the past two years. Fresno did play. Kaelin uh, DeBoer is their, their coach. He's only been a coach for one year. They were 3-3 and last season. And um, they averaged 336 yards passing per game. This, to me, is just about a, a program that hasn't played a game in two years and wasn't any good before they played a game. And one that was solid last year in a pretty darn good league. Fresno's a 27.5 point favorite. It's going to be 102 degrees in Fresno with an 11 a.m. start time. I'm taking the dogs and not the Huskies. The Fresno State Bulldogs and the points. All right, I got, a, I got another one for you that's a little bit off the beaten path. Okay, San Jose State, Fred, Fred Brennan. They they won the league last year. And what you don't know about San Jose State is they couldn't work out on campus. They had to go up to Humboldt State, which um, Humboldt State is the uh, horticulture capital of California, traditionally. Chico, Humboldt. Used to tell a buddy, like, I'm going to Humboldt. They're like, oh, that guy's going to school for four years and just smoke weed, right? That's what they used to tell people. Anyway, they went up to Humboldt to have to practice with all of that, they came back and won their league. They returned their starting quarterback. Uh, they're, they're taking on Southern Utah. Give me San Jose State and the points. Their defense was outstanding last year. wouldn't be Wouldn't surprise me at all if they pitch a shutout. Uh, I'm going to take San Jose State. All right, now I got uh, I, I got the 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 two bigger games. You're like we got five picks. You're right. Nebraska taking on Illinois. Now I've seen this thing run up to nine, but it opened at at seven. Um, I'm I'm going to take Nebraska in this one I think eventually Brett Bielema becomes the right and smart coach but I like Nebraska to win Nebraska with Adrian Martinez they get, they're going to, it's a beautiful 90 degree, sunny day in Shambana I think Nebraska goes in and gets a win, I also think this one's an under, over under is uh, 54, I'm going to go take the under, so there's two picks in this Nebraska and the under and my final pick I think it it used to be the worst job in high major football. Now it's just a very challenging job, but it's still not a great job. UCLA, they're taking on... Everybody's saying Chip Kelly under pressure. Not sure I see it. If you look at his contract, how much they have to pay to buy him out. But uh, they take on Hawaii. Obviously, a, uh, a tough trip for the Bows. Anytime you got to leave Oahu behind and their new on-campus stadium behind. Um, but I like the under in this one. Sixty-seven and a half. I, I like the under in UCLA and Hawaii. I do think UCLA wins. I don't think it's terribly close. If you made me double up on the picks, I'd take UCLA in the under, but the official pick is the under. So, Fresno in the points. San Jose and the points. Um, UCLA in the under. Nebraska and the under. And if I was going to throw in a bonus pick, I would take New Mexico State in the I-10 rivalry with, U- I- with uh, UTEP. I take them to cover, not to win. They're a 10-point dog playing at home in Las Cruces. And those are the picks. All right, you got uh, Collins coming back Monday, so he doesn't have to do what Collins was right, what Collins was wrong. Again, according to Fox Bet, Nebraska is a seven-point favorite. I'll take Nebraska. I'll take the under. According to Fox Bet, I'll take uh, Fresno at 27.5, UCLA at 18, but I'll also take the under in that one. And New Mexico State has a 10-point home dog. Look, Jameis Winston's going to get a second chance. And now he gets a second chance with a great play caller playing indoors in a division where well, he's played, he has knowledge, and you can clearly win. Could he be like the third or fourth Tampa Bay quarterback to resurrect their career? We'll find out. Have a great weekend. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Herd.
7: One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like.